Hey there, today we are talking about conflict, so get your boxing gloves on. I spent the last 10 years teaching corporate America leadership and teamwork. Now, I've left my 9 to 5 job to help as many people as possible become leaders in their work and personal lives. Some say leaders are born, but I say they're built. This podcast is the beginning of my mission to create change on a massive scale. Join me and follow along as we explore leadership, teamwork, and growth together. My name is Brian Rollo, and this is Lead with Impact. Hi there, I am Brian, and welcome to Lead with Impact. I am so excited that you are here with me today. In today's episode, We are going to talk about dealing with conflict. You know, they say every story that's told, every movie that's written, every novel that's written, every song that's written, to be engaging and interesting has to have a degree of conflict. It's what keeps us interested. And while that may be true in art, It's not necessarily true on our teams. At least that's what we think. Most of us don't want to be dealing with conflict. Most of us don't like conflict. A lot of us tend to either run from it or react negatively to it. So most of us, if we could, we'd want to stay away from it. But here's the catch about being a leader. When you're the leader, people are looking to you to be the one that does something about the conflict. There is no running from it. So as a leader, how do you do that? How do you deal with that conflict? That's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. So when we talk about the appropriate way to deal with conflict, the first thing we have to decide is what type of conflict are we talking about? Because Not all conflict is bad. We have to determine whether or not we are talking about constructive conflict or destructive conflict. Now you might think, what is constructive conflict? I don't want any conflict. But that's not really true. If you're a leader, to a degree you need conflict. Let's say you bring your team together and you are looking for ideas for a new project. You want to do a brainstorming session where you can collect ideas and really hash it out and come up with the best solution. But suppose everyone is afraid to voice their opinion because they fear disagreeing with you as the leader. They don't want conflict. They're playing nice. But is that beneficial? No. (laughs) It's not going to be much of a brainstorming session, is it? if no one will give their opinion. There's a saying I like that goes a little something like this. It says, if two of us always agree, then one of us is unnecessary. And I like that because it really highlights the importance of constructive conflict. In order to have a high-performing team, you need people willing to give ideas and to be able to do so in a way that they're not fearing retribution for those ideas or they're not fearing alienation for giving ideas. 
you want to encourage that type of conflict. And sometimes I might have an idea and you might have a better one. And we both might be passionately convinced that we are right. And we both may emotionally and sometimes even powerfully argue our case. Is that bad? No, as long as everybody is respectful, no boundaries are crossed. That is really what we want to have. We want the best ideas to win. And we want people to be able to voice those opinions strongly and passionately. As long as everybody understands the ground rules. That at the end of the day, one idea is going to win. And we have to accept that. If it's our idea, great. If it's not our idea, we support the best idea anyway. You can get your team in that mindset. That's when conflict can truly become constructive. But sometimes conflict can become destructive. Instead of building us up, it tears us down. People can be alienated. People will stop giving their opinions. Battle lines will be drawn. And in extreme cases, it can lead to things like harassment and bullying, things that nobody should have to deal with at work. Clearly, as a leader, this is the kind of conflict that you have to stop. So how do you do it? That's what we want to know, right? How do you get rid of destructive conflict? Well, my first advice might be a little bit counterintuitive. Usually when there's conflict, we've got Jimmy on one side and John on the other. Our first reaction is to figure out whose fault is it? Who can we blame for this conflict? And sometimes either Jimmy or John might be the cause of the conflict solely. But other times, and I would go as far as to say most times, it's not quite that simple. In fact, much of the time, instead of looking for a person to blame, we need to take a further look. Because instead of a person being at fault, it can be the underlying structures. Several years ago, I went to work with an organization that told me they were having conflict on their teams. A team had become somewhat divided. At least that's what I was told when I was brought in. Although I didn't have all the details, I knew that there were basically two people who didn't quite get along. And literally one half of the team came and sat on one side of the room. The other half came and sat on the other side of the room. And you could just tell that battle lines literally were drawn. One side did not look at the other side. They certainly didn't talk to the other side. And as I was conducting the training, I would have thought I was speaking to two totally different groups. It was really the strangest thing, but not unusual when conflict becomes destructive and left unchecked. That's what it ultimately leads to. And what I found out after really digging into the issue is that much of the problem really was coming from a structural standpoint. Policies and procedures were unclear. Values were totally different throughout the team. 
and tasks and responsibilities were not clearly delineated either. You throw all of these things together and you have a perfect recipe for conflict to arise, which is exactly what happened. So as you stand back to assess destructive conflict, you have to ask yourself, is this a problem that's being caused by a person or a problem that is being caused by structure? Now, if it's being caused by a person, if we're talking about a corporate setting, as a leader, you have the responsibility and the authority to do something about that. If you have a dysfunctional person on your team, then you have the options of coaching, counseling, and even corrective action to fix that problem. But one thing you can't do is let it go unchecked any further. But many times by working with a person, you can get them to see the problem and address the problem. Now, if the problem is structural, that is a little bit more complex. Can be fixed, but a little bit more complex. And we will talk about how to do that in tomorrow's episode. That is it for today. If you found us out there online somewhere, on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, could you subscribe, rate, and review? If you could find the time to do that, that would be really appreciated. You can also find us at brianrollo.com slash lead. And drop me a line while you're there at brian at brianrollo.com. Thank you so much for being part of the journey today. Go out there. Have a great day. Lead with impact. And I will talk to you tomorrow.